Welcome to Home Design Chat with Nancy. We're all about your home, kitchens, baths, tile, appliances, and more. You name it, we chat about it. And now on with the show. Today is August 10th, and I'm starting to get back to my old schedule slowly but surely. So for you guys who always thought, oh, she posts on Friday, yeah, we're moving it to Monday. We're still uh, enjoying the 112-degree weather in Phoenix. I say enjoy very loosely, but, uh, well, we got to live with it. Today we have a special guest. We have Jan Mayhem. Jan is a third-generation Thermador owner and a former product trainer for Thermador. And she, she's actually Chef Jan, and she does consulting by phone, and she teaches about the steam oven constantly. And that's what we're going to talk about today. So many people either have the steam oven or they're curious about how it works. Sometimes they're afraid to even think about putting it in their kitchen because they're not sure what to do with it. But Jan is going to help us. Hey, Jan, thanks a lot for uh, being my guest today. Oh, Nancy, I'm so pleased to have been invited. We have a lot of good news to share with your listeners. We do. First, I want to say, do you remember when the first steam oven was introduced in the residential market? Well, um, actually, not a Thermador, but Gaganau did... uh, introduced that to the American market, and then Thermador came along in about 2010 or so. And because I was at the training facility in Scottsdale, we got a prototype, and it was just a match meant from the very beginning. And so I was able to help with the development of the recipes, uh, the use in care books, and also do a lot of experimentation on my own as far as formulating any rules about using the oven to its utmost perfection. Well, I like the idea that you just jumped right into the steam oven and uh, became the expert. I like that. Mm-hmm. So um, now we're going to really delve into why people should have a steam oven. Okay. There are a number of reasons because... You know, a lot of people, when they think about steam, they think things that are done like shellfish or um, eggs, perhaps, uh, tamales in Phoenix, of course. But actually, when steam is combined with convection cooking, it opens up the whole gamut of foods. There are very few foods that do not respond well to a combination of steam and convection. The key to me seems to be the formulation of how much steam for what temperature. And of course, that tailors the operation and the cycle that we choose to the appropriate measure of steam and convection for the type of food we're trying to cook. It's all automatically programmed. Oh, I was just going to ask you, do you have to be a scientist to learn how to do this? But if it's automatically programmed, then it's much simpler. And I'm sure they've improved since 2000, you said 10. So, um, yeah. So it sounds easy, is it really? It is easy. And I have something else to share, which is just hard to believe. But because steam is introduced at the same time convection is, steam will hasten the cooking of the food, 
but it also gentles the cooking in the oven. And so it's almost like a catalyst. It's very active. It's an active partner along with the convection. But virtually it is impossible to burn something in the steam and convection mode when we're enlisting the help of steam with the convection fan. You can overbrown things, cook them too long, but they will never be browned. Isn't that interesting? I mean, that's great for the, uh, the beginner cook. That yeah. They can actually say, hey, we don't burn anything anymore. So we is that because not. you're infusing the moisture into the product, the meat or whatever you're doing? Exactly. While the really, heat is brand, there. Brads, vegetables, meats, you name it. There, there are almost no foods that don't benefit from the combination of steam and convection. Not to veer away from that, Jan, but I just thought of something. In Phoenix... All the restaurants and even people with uh, patios where they entertain a lot, they're always putting misters there. <laughs> yes. And, and a lot of people don't mind the 110-degree heat because they're outside drinking their margarita, but the misters are acting like a steam oven, right? Well, they're cooling you down. You right. see, steam will condense on the first thing that's either colder or warmer that it comes in contact with. And so with regard to the misters, here comes that fine mist of moisture and you're warm. The uh, moisture condenses on you. Any breeze in the patio cools you down. It's just the reverse in cooking because the steam is attracted to the cold food. It condenses on it, gives up its latent energy to the food, thereby facilitating the work of the convection fan. Wow, that makes sense. Okay. It's really a wonderful combination. What about making bread? That's when I first liked it. That's a great question. I just did that yesterday, and I'm particularly fond of brioche, and I didn't do it in a braid. And for those of you who aren't mega cooks. Brioche is an egg bread, basically. There's just eggs in the dough. And uh, they give, the result of that is that your bread is a little sturdier. It holds up well for French toast without getting soggy and the like. So at any rate, I baked two loaves in the steam and convection oven, and I used loaf pans this time. And so how I counsel our customers is you take your standard recipe, and I used a Fleischmann yeast recipe for this, and it said to bake the loaves at 375 for 35 to 40 minutes. So how do I know how to do that in the steam and convection oven? Because you're a genius, that's why. No, all our customers are. But here's how. You leave the temperature exactly the same as whatever recipe you're using. And you figure that it's going to be done in about 25% less time. Now, a lot of people, a lot of our customers who have convection ovens have heard of that rule of 25. You have a choice. You can either lower your temperature 25 degrees and cook at the same amount of time as a recipe, or keep at the same temperature and cook it for 25% less time. 
I say when we're using steam and convection, keep that temperature high because your food is going to cook faster in the combination oven and you want that golden brown um, color, especially on the bread. So we wouldn't want to lower our temperature. We'd want to keep it nice and high because the loaf isn't going to be in there that long. Does that make sense? It does, but does, is that considered then a steam oven? I mean, a speed oven as well? Well, typically in the industry, a speed oven is a skillful combination of microwave and convection energy. We're talking here of steam and convection. It is speedier, but the designation is not speed oven. That's typically reserved for a microwave combination oven. Oh, okay. Well, that's good to know. They're both very useful in a kitchen. And you and I were talking earlier, you're the designer. I am not a designer. But in the olden days, we always prescribed a standard double oven set for kitchens where there was a cook who really liked to entertain and cook. And now the trend is somewhat can I get by with either a steam convection oven and a full-size oven, or as you were talking about, a speed oven and a full convection oven? And the answer is yes, because both these ovens can be used almost interchangeably, almost interchangeably. If someone feels a little hesitant about doing that, I would recommend that they put a warming drawer somewhere. And it's just a good fail-safe and a backup for those holiday times or when we're entertained. I you find agree. that it's with been, customers? Yeah, it's been a long time since one of my customers went with a double oven combo. In other words, stacked two ovens yeah. one on top of each other. Because when I talk to them about steam ovens, I also talk about the smaller cavity of the oven. doesn't yes. take that long to heat up. You're saving energy. It's also smaller. So it seems to just work out better. And if they have to make a turkey and a ham, go out to dinner. But no, I'm kidding. <laughs> You know, very rarely does somebody say, no, I've got to have those two ovens unless they entertain a lot. And I have a customer now who says, we'll do the steam oven and the two double ovens. Well, yeah, and that's fine, too. Of course, as client people, we love that. Yeah, (laughs) I bet you do. Nancy, we also have a way that we can um, offer customers a steam and convection oven in a range And in our 48 and 60 inch pro ranges, we have models that have on the left side, a steam and convection oven as part of that range. And so that's a third way that we can offer it to our customers. So when we say a range, we mean that freestanding, um, the cooktop is is part of it. It's got the oven and a half on the bottom, usually if it's 48 inches. And so the smaller one, typically 18 inches right to left, we're saying is a, could be a, or is always a steam oven. Is it always or do you have an option? Correct. And beneath that is a warming drawer. You know, I saw that. That is the smartest thing that anybody's come up with. I know. 
So, you know, in, in creating a view for people who are listening to this and you're going, yeah, but I don't have a picture. So you're looking at the oven. It's freestanding, counter on each side. And on the left, you've got a smaller oven door, 18 inches right to left. Below Correct. that, you have the warming drawer. And then to the right of that, you have your 30-inch wide oven door. And above it, you have your gas cooktop, right? Yes, that's exactly right. With six burners? Well, there are different configurations. We can tailor that to what the customer wants. Some of our 60-inch ranges have a double griddle. You know, I know we're not talking about griddles, but just incidentally, a lot of people don't know that they're going to love that griddle as much as they do until they get it in their home. So we have a number of of, uh, configurations, and if somebody just went to thermidor.com, they can see the whole range of products. It's there's quite a bit to choose from. There's also a lot of videos available if people aren't sure and they're kind of curious, hey, what does this look like? And let me watch a chef cooking on this product. I know you have tons of uh, really nice videos available. Yes. Well, it sounds like it's a learning curve, but I have to tell you, it's one of the more gentle ones in all of cooking. Uh, It's certainly easier than learning to cook when we are brides. On that note, Jan, we have to talk about light fixtures. Now's the time to start migrating all of your light fixtures and bulbs to LEDs. And hopefully everybody knows the difference and they know that they're going to get a... uh, they're going to get a fixture that doesn't give off so much heat. You certainly don't want something that's emitting so much heat. And so you're paying for the air conditioning to cool the room and your light fixtures are heating it up. But light fixtures um, also attract fewer insects. I bet nobody knew about that. And they also offer several spectrums of color. You can go from the soft yellows to the bright whites to the blue lights. So if you're interested in migrating and learning more about LED, you've got to go on uh, shoppremier.com. That's shoppremier.com. And if you are curious and need help about these LEDs, you can call Premier Lighting's phone number. They're always willing to help you guys. You'll find the number on the website. They have lighting consultants that can come out to your home, unless, of course, you live outside of Arizona, and then they can talk you through it. But um, I would, if I were you, think about uh, getting rid of all those light bulbs and switching over to LEDs. The one thing I like about LEDs, they, for the most part, will last anywhere between 10 and 25 years. So you don't have to change your light bulbs. I love that. So, Jan, back to cooking. Yes, yes, yes. Um, There's a lot that we have to offer as far as information goes, but I thought it might be helpful to our listeners to go over the various modes that these ovens have because it is not just for cooking. And so, you know, let's talk about reheating, for instance. When we reheat now in most kitchens, it is done, how would you say, Nancy? In the microwave. Yes. Where they suck out the moisture, I know. <laughs> and how, how does that work for you? Well, it doesn't, Jan, because when you put a piece of bread or toast or even a piece of pizza in a microwave, it either turns out soggy, dry, you don't want to do it. Right. But there is an actual dedicated reheat mode in the steam and convection ovens. It uses a slightly reduced level of steam, 
along with a gentle thermal temperature. And in 10 minutes, you can have last night's dinner for lunch on the plate, and it's just as tasty as it was the night before. And that goes for meats, uh, vegetables, anything you served is just refreshed and restored, even pizza doesn't get soggy in the steaming convection oven. I know. The pizza tastes like it just came out of the real oven. I know. A lot of, I know. But I see a lot of people like cold pizza, so they don't give it a chance they to warm care. up. <laughs> they just well, eat it out of the box. And then defrosting is another mode that really is wonderful in the steam oven because when you defrost, and I, it sounds like I'm bashing microwaves, and I am not. I use them. But sometimes, if we're not careful and we're defrosting food, we inadvertently cook around the edges, especially meats, because microwaves are attracted to moisture and fat. And so, of course, that's where they're going to congregate. When we defrost meats or any other food in the steam and convection oven, we are using a very gentle 100 degrees with a reduced amount of steam. But once again, when steam condenses on food, it gives up all that energy that's contained within it. And it cannot cook the food because the food is frozen and steam only gets to be 212 degrees. And so there's the voila, why it works so well. I'm going to assume that there's a program where there's a button you can say, I want to defrost my chicken or my chopped meat or my frozen vegetables. Can you do you that? It. Yes, absolutely. There is. There so are guides all through the steam and convection oven interface. And it may ask you for the weight of the food because then it knows, you know, how much time you're going to need and it'll recommend it. Can you change that? You bet you can. But Thermidor is all about being the right arm for the cook in the kitchen. And so we try to facilitate the use of all these modern uh, technologies so that they are an asset to the cook at home. Now, I had mentioned bread before. There is a proof cycle that is out of this world. Nancy, do you bake bread? No. Okay. (laughs) Well, then I'll just cut to the chase. For those of our listeners who do bake bread, uh, the directions always tell you to uh, cover the dough, put it in a warm spot, and the first rise will be about an hour. Well, what we do in the steam and convection oven is select proof, P-R-O-O-F, put the uncovered bowl of dough in there, and in half the time, the dough will have crested over the top of the bowl. Then we bring that risen dough out, shape it, put it in the pans in which we're going to bake it, put them back in the steam and convection oven for the second rise, and without ever taking them out, once the bread has risen the second time, the dough has, we change to steam and convection, 375, 25 minutes. And here comes that beautiful golden loaf. Well, I certainly would try it, Jan. I would try it. Number one, I'm gluten-free, and it's so much easier to just go find somebody that makes gluten-free bread. Yes, it is. (laughs) 
But yeah, but many now, times these ovens also can be a regular oven. And I, I want to emphasize that because when we were talking about the need for a double oven, somebody just wants a regular oven. Yes, they can be convection ovens with no steam whatsoever. Or conversely, they can be all steam with no convection. So you can feel free to steam uh, dim sum, uh, shellfish, what have you. So um, what size what size does a wall oven come in that's a steam convection? In 30 inches. But how high is it? How many racks does it have? It has five racks inside, and those can be fully loaded. Now, those would be for shallow foods, of course, but you could get inside the oven, use three different racks with regular dishes on them. Oh, so we're talking about a standard size oven. Well, it's slightly smaller, slightly okay. smaller than the standard by about a cubic foot. Okay. So we can still make cookies in there, right? I do make cookies. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Okay. And the pans come with it. Uh, two pans. You get uh, the perforated full-size pan and the solid pan. The perforate is for steam so that the steam can come at the food from top, bottom, sides, and so forth. But the beauty of these pans is that they are very thin metal stainless steel and they allow the transmission of the heat almost instantaneously they're not cast or heavy you know and then yeah. there's this oven rack that comes and so you're all set you can use your own dishes or you can use the uh pans and racks that when you use your own pan what can does it still work if the pan touches the sides of the, yes, of, because yeah. um, there are glide, um, there is a, like a, a glide rack on the side that supports the oven racks, and that will keep the pan pushed out from the oven wall. Yes, oh, okay. the answer is yes. Okay, well, you know what? I can hear your passion. I know you love this stuff, right? I Otherwise, do. you wouldn't be teaching people how to use this. Well, I've only scratched the surface, Nancy. I know. We got have a chance to, to talk another. again because well, there's yeah, we will. exciting things well, happening. But you know, a lot of people ask me this question. I'm going to leave you with this question: Can they warm up their coffee in a steam oven? If they're not in a hurry, I suppose. <laughs> no, that's not what it is the best for. Truly, so they either uh, have they, to get they either have to get a coffee pot maybe a Keurig or a multi-cup pot, or they keep the microwave just to warm up their coffee, right? Sure enough. Yeah, right. They can get a small one. You or can they can get mini ones. Yeah, they can. Or they, yeah, because I, I drink coffee constantly, so um, I'm forever either warming it up or making a new pot and downing the coffee. Hey, Jan, this has been an eye-opener. I've enjoyed this. I hope everybody has. Next time we'll have to um, maybe talk more about specific recipes. Maybe we'll talk oh, about holiday to. recipes. The holidays are coming. I don't know how we're going to do it in the pandemic, but... Um, We'll talk about how to uh, get your holiday cooking done in half the time. That right? would be wonderful. I'd love that. Great. Great. I hope everybody enjoyed today's show. And if you did, be sure to subscribe and rate and comment on the platform that you're using. We're on 23 platforms, so I'm sure you've picked one to listen to this podcast. And don't forget to share them with your friends. Don't keep all this information to yourself. 
It wouldn't be fair. Let your friends know about steam ovens and everything else we talk about. If you want to learn more about me, go to nancyhugo.com. And if you have any questions for me or for Jan or anything having to do with the steam ovens, please email me at nancy at nancyhugo.com. In the meantime, stay safe and have a great day. And Jan, thanks again for stopping by and trying to teach us so much about Thermidor. And I'm enjoying this podcast. I love it. And I'm just going to pass it on to my customers so that they know more about the steam ovens. Great. My pleasure, Nancy. Okay. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.